somewhere in the world, somebody's written a song called Feelings. I bet, I bet so. You know, I was, I was, uh, gosh, I was watching this, uh, art show, this, um, it's kind artsy. of a slow start to our podcast today. Yeah, kind of, kind of back three soft. o'clock in the afternoon start. No, I, I was watching uh, again. It was on a, uh, it was on PBS. I don't normally watch PBS, but <laughs> <laughs> you're addicted to PBS. I hey, they've pu- been playing good stuff lately. I though. love public broadcasting. <laughs> hey, but seriously, uh, what's his face? Herbie Hancock. He's been on there on a couple things. Boom. Yeah. They've been showing some good music on PBS. They're old guys. And and that and that's what I was that's what I was gonna say. I I, I saw this uh, music, this artsy music thing. It's is like organ art beats. I guess is actually OPB organ public broadcasting. Um. And uh, Oregon, like the state, not organ, like the instrument. Thank you. Yes, there you go. Clarification, distinction for those of you who are listening internationally. So, Oregon, the state, art beats. Yes. Art yes. or heart? Art. Okay. <laughs> Oregon, the state, art, not heart beats. Man. <laughs> okay. Let's clear. Sorry. Let, let me enunciate better. <laughs> My gosh. Um. No, that, that is that is a good clarification because um, you know we do have a number of listeners who don't live in the United States, and if you shout don't, out, shout out to Australia, Great Britain, woo, South Africa. Africa, yep. And if you're if you aren't Canada. in the U.S., you might not know that Oregon is a state. So it is. It's on the west coast by the Pacific Ocean. Some of you call them provinces in your countries, right? This would be a state for territories. Ter- Land. <laughs> it's anyway, a gosh, this this was a really quick. This is like a two second story, and now it's turning into five minutes here. It, all fault, I was gonna sir. say is I was watching this Oregon art beat thing, um, art beat, and th- this uh, this gal was um, uh, it was like a three piece band, and it was like a Nora Jones type of jazz deal. And this gal started like playing a muted trumpet. I wasn't watching. I was just kind of. It was just you know, um, it was on in the background, and she started playing a muted trumpet. And I looked up. She wasn't playing a muted trumpet. She was like doing with her like her voice, you know, like, and wow. it sounded just like a muted trumpet. It was Impressive. amazing. You know, she's like, poof, poof, poof. I, I can't do it, but you know, she she you just scat? well, no, Skinny not 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 it, not I good. Not scat. Not good. I I'm not. I gotta tell you, I have been uh, I've been talking with this guy that we might get on the podcast soon. Mentioned him a couple times ago, but uh, and I think I might have mentioned this, but Bill Evans, Symbiosis. If you can get your hands on that record, good stuff. That's- jazz piano guy uh, and there's some guy out of Hollywood who like did like a score kind of arrangement to the stuff that he's playing mm. so it's like it's like film score and jazz brought together it's it's a marriage of it's two good. wonderful music mediums yeah so anyway check that out that is cool but hey this is worship ministry catalyst <laughs> Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. My name is David, and I'm here with... Kevin. And we are here to talk your ears off. Talk. It's summer, we're laid back, and uh, yeah. so is the podcast, so... 
Yeah, we'll, so, yeah. we'll eventually start talking about what we want to talk about. Yeah, we'll get into, uh, well, we kind of hinted at it last time. Yeah, we gave a little teaser. Yeah, we're going to get into that this we're time. We're going to get into feelings. <laughs> if you if you don't know what we're talking about, you should go back and listen to the <laughs> exactly. teaser. <laughs> yeah, you know, in fact, let's, let's purposely just be as vague and undescriptive <laughs> as possible. In fact, let's try to not even mention what we're talking about through the duration of the podcast to force everyone to listen to our previous one. Yes. Because that would be a really nice thing to do. But you just said it. I did. I said feelings. There's your there's your only tease. There it is. That's well, it's because we s- when you started off, you started to say feelings. That's my fault. Sorry. Feelings. I'll take full Yeah, so we're here to uh, to help you do worship ministry better. We've done uh, we've done some things recently that hopefully will prove very practical. If you haven't checked those out, you should. Yeah, we did an acoustic guitar workshop with John Ross. Kevin and I did a piano workshop for the last two episodes. We've Actually, done uh, some sound workshops sound, with Scott. Drums. Yep. Uh, so we, we still have a couple more bases to cover, but and we were talking last episode about doing like a like a little podcast mini series on songwriting. Yeah, but both David and I have written songs. Um, I've written most of the songs I've written aren't like worship songs. Most of them are like songs for my wife, you know, song songs for myself, um, just random things. Yeah, but I have written a couple worship songs. Uh, one of them is actually we've done, you know, uh, pretty regularly at a church. Another one we haven't really done as much. Um, I need I need to start writing more worship songs. Me too. Um, you know, I'm trying to commit myself to do. Yeah, it. I should just, just to write music. Yeah, know? it doesn't have to be worship songs every time. I should make it a goal to uh, try to write one song a month. Just, just How about a, a week. Oh, geez. There's a uh, there's a group out there. I think it's called our creative community our creative community yeah. a couple guys a few guys went to uh this conference called recreate which i would love to go to seems like like a really small intimate conference but it, every time people come back from that they talk about it for forever on their blogs right <laughs> and so some of them decided while they were there that they're going to write a worship song a week and they started this blog, Our Creative Community, and they're, some of them are posting it. There might be other things that they're doing in, co- in uh, coalition with it that's not just music. But, but yeah, so they're doing one a week. Nice. It's challenging. No kidding. Man, I, Which I, reminds I, me. I got enough stuff that I do every week. I don't know if I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, reminds me of a, uh, of a book talking about. I don't know if I can actually recommend this book. <laughs> Is it sketchy? I think so. Okay. I haven't read it yet. Uh, my senior pastor... Is not the one who <laughs> recommended it to me. Uh, I heard about it from someone around somewhere. But uh, anyway, it's a book called... I'll spell it out so I'm not like... No, I'm just going to tell you. I'm not scared. Don't be scared. It's The War of Art. I don't know who wrote it, and apparently there's some sketchy stuff about it, but basically it's about the discipline of art, and uh, as as I've heard about it, the guy, the guy argues that 90% of all the art, no matter what kind of art, was, has been, that's been produced, has been produced through discipline, not inspiration. Huh. So, so... You know, like all the greats, 
they were disciplined and constantly working at and producing art and didn't and they weren't waiting to be inspired hmm. to do art so they had a discipline in their daily lives of coming up with you know whatever they were doing art wise so just being committed to writing a song yeah. mm-hmm. like like we were talking about just so even though I haven't read the book just the idea in my head is like I need to be committed to to if I want to be a good songwriter, if I want to be a good lyricist, if I want to be a good uh, melody writer, if I want to write good hooks, then I need to be working on part of that craft daily. So um, I'm reading this book. It's about uh, lyric writing, and uh, one of the things the guy talks about in there is object writing, picking a random object. And spending 10 minutes describing it using the five senses plus two additional senses that he talks about. And so just you set a timer, you write for 10 minutes. When the timer goes off, you're done. Even if you're mid-sentence, you just stop and finish and you do it every day. And I've only been doing it for a week and it's already like, it just, well, one of the things. It's it's helping spark creative juices. He says, if you wake, he says, do it first thing in the morning. So you wake up your songwriter. And it sounds really corny and cheesy, right? I laughed when I read it. But he says, but if you wake it up, you'll spend the day with your songwriter. Hmm. And then you'll start to look at the world as a songwriter. You'll look at every object that's around you as a songwriter. And all of a sudden, you'll start to be able to turn anything into a song because you're, you're, you know, you're thinking that way. It's like... Wow, it's it, it is a discipline. It's a daily thing. Just like you know, when we want to be close to God and our relationship right. with God is a daily thing. We Take want to that. be close to family. It's a daily thing. We go to work daily. You know, all the disciplines are daily. So why shouldn't if I really want to do this well, why shouldn't it be a daily thing? See, this is all great stuff that we should be sharing and saving for our uh, songwriting mini series. We'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. All right. We'll go into more detail. But let, let's get into today's yeah. topic. Um What is the topic? Feelings. No, so here's how it started. I um I, I was blogging this morning about uh our our Sunday service, which you know, it went well. It was good. We had good music. Uh you know, the band sounded good. But it was it was really interesting, and I don't know if any of you have ever had this experience. But um, man, when we were practicing, like it was just hot, man. It it was it was electric, you know. Like I was getting goosebumps. I'm like, dude, this music is gonna it's just gonna blow everyone away. It's it's gonna be great, you know. Uh, and then Sunday, you know, the service rolls around. It's a sign. <laughs> No, it, it just—it just—I mean, it was good. Like the music was good, but it just—it felt flat, you know. It felt like empty. It, like there was, there was this spark that was missing. You burn all your emotion at the practice. Well, gosh, and I don't know, <laughs> I, you know. It, it, what it, happens when that happens? Well, and, and and so it got me thinking about, you know, it got me thinking about like how how much do I base my perspective of worship based on feelings and emotions, you know? Um, because I, I recognize, I recognize mm-hmm. that people at church that morning were probably connecting with God and they were probably worshiping. And, you know, I, I shouldn't be minimizing that. But at the same time, it's like I felt after it's over, I'm like, oh, well, that's a bummer. You know, like, <laughs> like I, I, I felt, I felt disappointed, right? Mm-hmm. I felt like, I, I felt like, I failed almost, mm-hmm. you know, because there wasn't that same, like, 
energy and, and spark and excitement and, and it wasn't electric like it was during practice. Yeah. And and so so I, I guess the question I'm posing today is how much of our worship sets and our worship service do we base on feelings and emotions and and, and is there a balance? You know, because music is emotional and music is a, a very kind of emotionally driven thing. Um how far is too far on that? So that's why I try to have really melancholy rehearsals. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> everything during rehearsals yeah, flat. Yeah. You're just like, uh, <laughs> thanks for coming today, guys. Yeah. Um, let's let's practice this song. Mm-hmm. One, two, ready, go. Yeah, that way all the energy has not been burnt for the week. <laughs> then we have something left. Um, no, I don't do that actually. Yeah, how much of of Be, our evaluation is tied up in emotions and feelings? Because I'm sure you and I'm sure everyone who's listening have, has had those services where it was just like electric, like you could just feel God in the room, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and people, man, were the, you know, they're responding and maybe they're you know standing and worshiping and you know there's this active response and you can tell like wow, God's doing something here. Um, or when that when that's happening for the band, but not happening for the congregation, right, right. Yeah, like the band is totally emotionally immersed sure. in worship, and you look out, and the congregation is just just flat. Like, and so, and so that's why I'm wondering, you yeah. know how how much of our how much of our interpretation or our feedback or our evaluation of a service should be based on emotion. Because I, I don't know if emotion is always the greatest thing, um, but is it? But it's a necessary part mm-hmm. because, I mean, I, I certainly use that emotion. I don't know. Well, yeah, you, I don't know. You do use emotion when you're leading worship. When you don't use emotion, it's uh, it's mechanical. You know, it comes across as mechanical. It feels mechanical to everybody. Yeah, people want you to be emotional as their worship leader. And so they want, but, and they also, they also want you to take them on an emotional journey. They don't want you to, to just, uh, greet them and, and lead them through a couple of songs. They want you to take them somewhere. They don't want them to just be there. You know, they're expecting us as worship leaders to do something that's going to get them in the mood to connect with God. And so, you know, so there is definitely a strong emotional component to what we do every single weekend. And sometimes, like, I made that comment because that's what happened to us this weekend. The band was totally immersed in worship and everybody <laughs> was there, right? Including myself. And at uh, towards, you know, the end of the last song, which is an argument to always have your eyes open, but for the last two songs, I didn't have my eyes open. And I opened my eyes in the middle of the last song and the congregation just wasn't there. And I'm like... <laughs> Where... Where have you guys been? What's going on? I mean, we're we're there, you know, as the band, you know, we are there. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I was just like shocked that that there wasn't more participation. It was like this observer kind of thing. It just really, really took me off guard. And so, so then I do, I don't, maybe not every worship leader does this, but then I start trying to... I start shouting out, you know, the next line to try and get them to participate, you know, start leading them into the course and stuff like that. It's like, so then, so then maybe I overcompensated, but, but yeah. 
does that mean that though that because it didn't look like they were engaged that they weren't right and and again our you know our our perception of of how the service went you know is such a struggle for me because i i'm constantly kind of saying well you know i i felt it went good or you know i i really it really seemed like people were worshiping i mean what does that even mean and, mm-hmm. and that and that's that's why I'm really just wrestling with that issue because it's like I know cognitively I know in my head that worship is not contingent upon my feelings and I know that worship doesn't have to be you know based on emotions or feelings you know and, and I understand that people connect with God differently and maybe just because I'm not feeling it doesn't mean that someone else is not feeling it I mean there's been plenty of times where we'll do a song and I'll I'll totally mess the song up, or it, it it just it just falls flat on its face. And afterwards, talking with someone like, oh, you know, that was such a beautiful song. Thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, what? Yeah. Were you were you were at the same service <laughs> I was at? Because you know, and so I know that cognitively, but 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 you know, I think that while while we need to be emotional and our people want us to lead them emotionally i think we also have a responsibility to not be so wrapped up in the emotion of it and the feelings and how things are feeling that we can't be uh rational about what's actually going on to be able to to make the right decision about where what we need to do if, if if we get the vibe that the congregation isn't with us. Does that make sense? Like, like as worship leaders, our, right. our most emotional worship can't happen in front of people. It's got to happen somewhere else. So it's kind of that balance of practical versus emotional. And I, I guess that's what I'm wrestling with. So on Sunday, yesterday, we, you know, during practice, I mean, we had ended up doing at the end of the song, you know, repeating the chorus and going back into it and dying down and building back up because it felt so natural during practice. And on Sunday, I just had to cut it off, you know, after, after Mm -hmm. that second, you know, after the second verse, you know, do the chorus and then just call it good. Just end it right there because, you know, just, it wasn't feeling natural. And then I started questioning myself after I'm like, so should I have, should I have cut it off because I felt like it wasn't going good or, and, and that again, that's where I'm wrestling because, like, I know as a leader, that's kind of part of our role. You know, we want to be open to what God's doing. And if man, if the Spirit of God is impressing me to to keep that song going because if something amazing is happening, then yeah, for sure. But then I'm like, is that is that just me or is that my emotions? Am I reading into it? I don't know. But I, I think we also need to have the same. I don't think you were wrong. I think you were right. You know, we need to have the same judgment if it's not working we can't force the spirit of god to work through our song structure just keep singing it they'll get it eventually (laughs) so fifth time around man i know they'll be singing yeah so so i don't think yeah i don't we can't i think our feelings have to be weighed into account and this is hard because you have to do this on the fly (laughs) you have to do this in the minute in the moment that is happening, but your emotions—you have to—you have to be able to weigh your emotions and also cognitively think at the same time. Is this—is this my emotion that's wanting me to carry this song on, or is it because I can see 
that people are engaged in worshiping God right now, and it would be a mistake to cut it off. Right. And so, um, yeah, I don't, I think it's got to be both because I, I think if, you know, when everything's going and when all of us are, are there at the throne, you know, at the foot of the throne, at the foot of the cross, worshiping, submitted, surrendered worship, then all of our, our emotions will be in the same place. Yeah. Maybe not 100%. You know, we won't be identical. We won't be all feeling the exact same right. thing. But we'll but, be there. I know. And it, uh, it, it's, it's so hard because in, in an ideal world, you know, like if we were all up in heaven, you know, like, like we would all be there 100% of the time. Like we would we would be connecting. We would be – and I don't know. Like it just – it doesn't always happen. And, and I understand that that's part of life and that's part of, you know, that's part of just the – Sometimes it's the makeup or the DNA of of the church, you know. Um, but yeah, I think I think my biggest struggle was was kind of that idea of where where do my emotions lie, and and am I am I basing my my feedback on purely just my feelings? Because I don't want to be that guy that is I, I don't want to be that guy. That is just emotionally, you know, driven every every which way, you know, uh, just just kind of fleeting and just in the moment and and you know, like like there needs to be stability. I think there's a proverb about that. Yeah, blown around by the wind or something like that. Right. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm still I'm still working through it and. Uh, again, this is this is something we talked about on a number of episodes, but mm-hmm. we we are as worship leaders, we're our toughest critics, you know. Like I'm I'm always hardest on myself, and I always think it could be better, or this should have happened, or that should have happened. And I think this is a part of that. This is a part of after it's over, you know, feeling like oh man, that just that just kind of felt flat, you know. Well, you know, think about it. Um... You'd already experienced the emotion of yeah. that worship, right? Yeah. And so, so you were comparing that to what you had already experienced, yeah. which may not be the best judge. Think of it, you know, like when uh, when we're on choir tour, and we do the same concert every night, right? The exact, I mean, pr- unless we have shorter time, we'll cut a song, but we do the exact same concert every night. For us, the experience becomes monotonous and wearisome and towards the end it's like it starts to feel fake especially you know towards the end of the year it's like wow this doesn't feel real anymore this is just this is just a a performance but for the people that are in those church hearing it for the first time first time yep it's fresh and it is a very worshipful experience that's a good point that's a good point because you know like i was blogging about you know i i know people were connecting i know people were responding um, you know, but it, it just it just didn't have that same feeling as before. There wasn't that like spark, you know. Right. And, and that's what that's what I'm that's what I'm I'm struggling with, and and that's what I was blogging about. You know, why, where where did that spark go? What what happened, and why did it change, and why why is it all wrapped up in my emotions? Why was mm-hmm. I not feeling it? And so, but yeah, that, that's that's a great point. That's a great point because first time around. Um, I, you know, understanding that these people, you know, who are worshiping are 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 connecting that very first time, so that's good stuff. I feel okay with that. Get 
a fire going. <laughs> what is that? It only takes a spark. I, that's the only thing I know. I guess that's all, all I'm supposed to remember. That's the title line in the song. Yeah. It's the memorable part. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think... Well, I think that's a, that's a lot of the draw to contemporary worship hmm. is the emotion. It is emotional. I mean, when you think about what we came out of, you know, basic the basic order of service was call to worship, a couple of hymns, something else, a couple of hymns, offering, sermon, hymn just as I am, whatever, at the end. And, you know, it had just become, just become stale. You know, we'd, we'd sung the hymns hundreds of times and, and we did, you know, the same ones over and over again. And we did them the exact same way. And all emotion had been basically removed because it wasn't, we did, it wasn't even supposed to be about emotion. It was supposed to be about the, the knowledge, yeah, the, about, about retaining Retaining theological truths. Right, the theology was wrapped up in the, the yeah, lyrics. That, yeah, that, that are wrapped up in, and and the music was just basically a memory device. So we went from that to to being emotionally attached. And so I think that's the draw to contemporary worship. And uh, so it definitely has to play into our evaluation. But how how do you not only just evaluate our emotional response, but the emotional response of the people mm. that you're trying to lead? I mean, how do you know if they're responding emotionally or if they're just, if they're just standing there singing because that's what you do at church on Sunday morning? Right. You know? Is it, is it just the, uh, the motions, the routine, or is there some emotion involved? And that's why I was saying, I understand that music needs to be emotional, and I, I think it should be. Mm-hmm. To, to a very real extent, there needs to be that passionate energy. I think I was just bummed out because I, I wasn't feeling the passionate energy yeah. on Sunday, whereas I felt it, you know, during our practice. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's something that I, I think there isn't necessarily like a solid, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. But I think it's something we need to be mindful of as mm-hmm. worship pastors and. And and it, it certainly was called to my attention on Sunday. It got me thinking about it, and yeah. just you know, understanding that it's not always going to be uh, emotional. And what you said is a great point. You know, it, it's 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 just like choir tour. You know, they're they're hearing it for the first time, um, and it might not really feel the same for us. Mm-hmm. So, good well, discussion. I, well, I remember you know the first time I heard the song uh, "Tell the World" by. Uh, Hillsong United, mm. man, I was just, just emotionally pumped about that song, right? And it's like, you know, tell the world that Jesus lives, tell the world, tell the world that, mm-hmm. you know, you got to go tell the world, tell the world you know? And so I'm Jesus. like, yeah, that I connect with that tell song. Tell the world that, tell the world that. Yeah. And so, but then we do it here and my wife is like, ah, that song didn't really, <laughs> didn't really do it for yeah. me, you know? And, and then like, you know, people aren't really picking up on it and like, you know, the band's going full bore and it's like, go, 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 it's go, like go. how can this thing that's so emotional for me be so unemotional right. for other people? 
and it's because we're all different. We all connect with different stuff. Yeah. And, you know, some person might just connect emotionally with one line out of one song. And that's mm-hmm. all they need. Exactly. But, and some other people might connect with every word of every song. And that's what they need. You know, I think, yeah, you know, it's just, it's something that we need. I think we need to evaluate it. I think it's also real. It could be a real dangerous territory to be to venture too far in to try and put any kind of analytical accountant examination on emotions. Right. So so bottom line, be careful not as a worship leader, you know, be careful not to over evaluate, to over analyze or to uh, get wrapped up in the emotion of it, but yet find that balance where emotion can be a part or a tool or a catalyst, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to help your worship experience and help your church worship because there needs to be that element in it. So I got a little challenge to throw out. Oh. Completely ridiculous. Okay. But for a uh, for future podcast. It's like a song challenge or something. Like, send us random songs that you want us to work into the podcast. Like original songs, no, or no, no, like, like uh, take me out to the ball game, what? or like, like that. At some point, at some logical way, we have to work them into the podcast, just as like a fun challenge. <laughs> That that's great, man. Um, <laughs> that's really random. Yeah. Wait, so I just want to be clear. I understand the challenge. So yeah. they're gonna send us a song. Yeah. Like like the text of a song or the actual song. Well, no, just like that we can burst into at some point. Oh, so you want us? You want them to send us a song, mm-hmm. and that we could kind of doesn't have to be the whole song, but you know we have to work in like the title line or something. Like right. That. So take me out to the ball game. We're talking, and and then how do we burst into it? That's the challenge, right? Yeah, that's that is the challenge. That's the point. Wow that that makes it interactive. That's fun, yeah. David. How wow. you, what is it? It's <laughs> leap of faith or keeping the faith. It's inspired by Steve Martin. Leap of faith, yeah. Yeah, where uh, where they've got uh, a pool going in the in the motorhome, and he's out on stage, and they're giving him words through his his little uh, in ear monitor thing that he has to work <laughs> into his sermon for that night, right? <laughs> so one of them was like vinyl siding, and so he has to work it in, or he loses all the money, and they make all the money, <laughs> right? Vinyl siding, yeah, and so he has to work vinyl siding into a sermon. Perfect. So send us your send us your random uh, songs that we need to work into our podcast. That what made you think of that? I'm just curious. I don't know. Just just kind gosh, of came we're out we're of... sitting here talking about like worship and emotions. <laughs> it's all serious, and all of a sudden you all of a sudden you're like, hey, give us a song. We'll work it in. It's just how the human mind works. I, I can't. Speaking of which, I just noticed uh, you have a new picture of your son. Back I do. There. That's My great. Wife took some pictures. Are there any more new pictures? Yeah, there's one up there. Over behind the bookshelf. Nice. And a Buckeyes jersey. Perfect. Teach him young. That's James Laurinaitis' number. So, he was a good guy. Christian. (laughs) Hey, praise God. I think. Maybe. Pretty sure. Okay. But, uh, might not be. Nah. Anyway. So anyway, random songs. 
random topics. Nice. We'll work it in. Hey, and if there is a serious topic or a random topic you want us to cover, send it to us. That too. A random topic might be actually kind of fun. Yeah. Like give us a little hat that we have to pull a random topic out of. Yeah, it's like those uh, Q&A times where, you know, you submit like several questions and then Mm -hmm. the uh, speaker kind of goes through and picks the ones that he wants to do. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do a uh, Q&A. Send it our way. Kevin at WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com. David at WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com. Or you can go to our website, www.WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com. Or as always... You can talk to us on our social network. Yes. Which is safe and secure. Safe and secure. WorshipMinistryCatalyst.ning.com. Yes. Well, thank you very much for listening. Pass this on to your friends, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.